So I had this new radical idea. Mm-hmm. I, like previous radical ideas of not having the usual introduction. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> yes, I'm still avoiding that. I think really good idea. Start the show by saying what you're going to cover. Well, in, instead of making people wait for for ten minutes, quarter of an hour before we actually talk about anything useful, what, so people can't call it utter drivel. Ah, <laughs> yeah. So we had a review on iTunes. We got a one star rating. Utter a drivel. Yeah. Listen to it for eight minutes. And they never got onto the subject of web design. Just two blokes chatting. Just two blokes you, rambling. You could, I mean, see, yeah. you could see the hands on the hips. Yes. <laughs> he, he was beside himself with fury. But it was worthwhile because um, uh, that, that got such a good response when I tweeted it that, um, that loads of people now have written lovely reviews. Yes, so we've been lot, pushed off the bottom of the screen. There's a lot of love out there. There is a lot of love and we do appreciate it. Well, if you can remember when the first, when the podcast started to get traction, I don't know, yeah. five years ago, we had a lot of people saying, this is utter drivel. Yes. Uh, well, it is utter drivel. <laughs> yeah. That is true. <laughs> it was a perfectly valid <laughs> comment. It's just, it's I not agree all, with the one star rating. All utter drivel. That's the point. It's an, a n- mixture of uh, informative and entertaining. Well, that's the plan, isn't it? And if you just want a stuff that's really dry, it's like, oh, how dull are you? We don't want you anyway. No. <laughs> well, actually, uh, this this is my new my new approach. Perhaps we ought to have Paul's a new new, new a new new approach. Okay, is we put off people we don't want with pointless waffle to begin with, so they give up before it gets to the cool stuff. Okay. What do you think well, of that idea? So that's what we do anyway. I know. <laughs> It's a part Just of a strategy, maybe is my not, point. It's, it's a not considered strategy. Yeah, fair enough. The, 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 we just pointlessly waffle on for a bit. Now, go on, say, say what we're covering this week, and yes. then we'll waffle on a bit more after That's that. true. So we're going to look at, for, for you designers out there, we're going to look at Verify App, which you're a fan of, aren't you, Marcus? Yes. Yes, so use gonna, that. I think it's excellent. Verify App, we're going to look um, for developers, our front-end coders, really. We look at fitvids.js. Another cool tool. Fit vids. Fit vids. Now, where's your mind going there, Marcus? (laughs) Yes. Um, Then we're going to look at really exciting subject for website owners, privacy policies. You can't get much more exciting than that. (laughs) There's a reason to keep tuned into the show if ever I've heard one. And then finally, um, in our random mobile app, we're going to look at um, Pocket. And which is a nice application we've mentioned before on the show, but I want to go into a bit more detail about what it is and what it does. Yep. So that is the plan. So, yes, here we are again. I'm hyped up on sugar now. Yes, because you, I was you really sleepy. weren't previously, were you? No, I wasn't. Hi, Paul. Uh, 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 uh. It's like dealing we with a teenager. About, we were talking about that in the hip chat room. We have this little chat room where we all hang out together. And it really did become the kind of unhealthy... Geek club, didn't it? Yesterday, were you involved in that conversation? I, you were, I was, not trying to tell you all to snap out of it. Well, you couldn't know you weren't. You were as bad as the rest of us saying how tired and lethargic. Oh no, that's you just because I've had a bit of a bug. I'm all right again now. It's that time of year, Mike. Yes, isn't it? yes. Paul thinks. Uh, Paul Lee thinks that it's just uh, we're all preparing for hibernation. Yes, 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> the French peasants used to pretty much do that back yeah. in the day. Exactly, yes. Not that I'm implying French people are peasants now, but in the past, when there were peasants... Yes. The French are all peasants. <laughs> um, yes, they did. Well, if you believe QI. That's where I got it from, of mm. course. Well, QI is always right, except for when it's wrong. Are like they, me in that Have regard. they ever been proved wrong on anything? Yeah, they've had to apologise a couple of times. Have they? I yeah. thought I'd seen every episode. Obviously not. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure they've, um, they've done that a couple of times. At least so once. Yes, yeah, but basically, you've been very poorly, haven't you, Paul? Again. Don't say <laughs> again and roll your eyes like that. Yeah. It's because I spent my whole life flying around the flipping globe, yeah, 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 picking yeah. up bugs from every country country on the planet that's my excuse and i'm sticking mm. now i am on i'm just i'm a sickly kid <laughs> you are the, sickly and the kind child, of, yeah. you know if it had been the victorian age you know <laughs> you, I, I wouldn't have made it really yeah, exactly. would i you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have got past seven or eight no no <laughs> <laughs> can i have some more gruel please no because you've been beaten out of the way by fat boys like yeah me. yeah exactly <laughs> yes you evil, <laughs> evil person. So anyway, yes. So, but you know, you've been sick as well. It's not just been me. Yes, and I blame you or my wife or Lee. I'm not One sure. One of the above. Yeah, but I didn't get properly sick. I just got all kind of lethargic. So they, yes, there was a connection between that and the discussion. But I think what you and Dan were trying to imply is this is a permanent thing for you guys. Like, no, I can't not, get out of bed in the morning. No, well, yeah, that is. But that's not uh, that's not about being ill. I, for me, I don't know about Dan. That's about, I'm just a night owl. I'm just somebody that operates better later, later I always in the day. thought I was, but it's not. I'm not at all. It's just to do, I used to stay up late, basically, because it was the only time of the day that I would have to myself when my yeah. kids were little. Now they've grown up and gone, basically. Yeah. One of them's gone. Uh, it's, not, it's not relevant. I'm in bed reading by half ten most nights. Yeah. And get out about half six, seven, no problem at all. See, I mean, but that's, the, that, that, that's what we were getting at, really, wasn't it? It was where we wanted to change our working hours, so we would work later. Which is fine if you're a freelancer. Yeah, we can't. The whole nine-to-five thing is, you know, from the factory days of production and that kind of thing. Yeah, but that's... I, I, nine-to-five is quite reasonable, really. Or ten to six, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Um, but if you make it any further apart than that, then some people like some people like starting work at five in the morning. <laughs> yes. Lee. Um, yeah, well, Lee's a freak. And uh, others like starting work at lunchtime. Um, you've got to, if you're in a team, you've got to kind of bring it together Absolutely. to a point. Absolutely. Um, but if I was a freelancer, works for everyone. If I was a freelancer, I'd yeah. work whatever the hours. Solo like. performer, you can do what you like. Mm. The only thing I suppose. So, the only- so basically, I'm handing in my resignation. Fine. What okay. I'm getting to. Cheers, Paul. <laughs> uh, but the problem is, if you work for anyone else, then you have to fit in with their expectations of a no, working day as well. In my head, when I go freelance, that means do what I want when I want. Because yeah, that's yeah. what it's like as a freelancer. That's from exactly what I've heard. That's what it is, and just the money rolls in. It does. It just appears. People. Uh, Say, hey, you look a nice chap. Here's a wad of cash. Exactly. So, <laughs> should we talk about a useful tool for freelancers then? Yes. Um, I would also argue. Oh, this. Yeah, is- but I nearly managed to get it onto the show. The, no, no, no. I was just saying, Mr. Mr. Drivel, by the way, Mr. Drivel is Marcus's fault. <laughs> really, not that Mr. Drivel's listening anymore. No, of course, he's gone. Perhaps I ought to refer to you as Mr. Drivel. You now feel on. free. This was actually a relevant on, comment then, to point? Verify app. I okay. was going to say... Well, we haven't got onto it yet. We haven't started the Verify app section. But you were, you were about to. Yeah, but we normally have a, a dingly bit of music just about here. So now we put the dingly bit of music in. Do you mm-hmm. like that, dingly? Dingly. I think that's a good word. Yeah, that's my daughter. 
when she Your was daughter's lit- dingly. <laughs> it's her saying bag world. Oh, yes. Um, Do when, we still use that? When she, yeah, when she was little. Yeah. Now she's big. Um, and she's got a little dog. Shall we go down that road? No. <laughs> um, I'm not interested in your little dog. <laughs> it's not mine. It's hers. Who is it? Somebody bought a cat as well recently. Oh, that was... Um, really? Uh, that might have been a personal friend. <laughs> nothing to do with anything. Okay. Well, that wouldn't stop yes, us talking was. about it normally. But no, yeah. it wouldn't. No. Um, I hate cats. Hate? How can you hate cats? Because they shit everywhere. No, they don't. What, human beings shit everywhere? No, we don't. We <laughs> shit in provided repositories. That ends up going into somewhere. Well, yeah, I accept that. I accept that every... It, it, actually, I... I we really talk, have I gone off on say, the tangent. I was, again, no, here. what I was going to say is, uh, I accept that every animal needs to produce excrement, <laughs> but I never realised how much poo spiders produce, right? <laughs> Seriously, I'm not kidding you. Well, they're meat eaters, we've aren't they? We've got this... We've got... Uh, in my office... Um, uh, there's the window ledge and then uh, um, uh, blinds that come down. Yeah, yeah. And this spider has made its home up above the the blind, up in the high. Mm. And I, uh, but for ages, I was getting these little black dots all over the the window ledge. I kept brushing them off. I thought, what's that? And it's the spider pooing. <laughs> it produces. So- I had to kill it. It was just too much poo. You can't kill spiders. I did. I was. That's it was really bad. I know because I get all of those little thunderflies mm-hmm. everywhere as well and That's i'll get more why now. you mustn't kill them they but do a great the poo pop. was even more annoying than the thunderflies you just you can just move it somewhere else move it into your garage or something but that's son's my problem bedroom with, that's my problem with wife's handbag <laughs> perfect <laughs> can i do that with cat poo as well <laughs> i was talking about the spider not the poo oh right <laughs> okay i thought you were <laughs> no cat's not in the slightest bit worried about spiders no, no, she's tougher than mine the, the me really yeah, oh well. I'm a much more of a big girl. Please, than she is. please, even I want to move on now. Well, you were making, you were <laughs> going to make a point about Verify app. I was, which was, I think that this is a as valid a tool for designers, freelancers as it is uh, for website owners. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everybody should be using tools mm-hmm. like Verify app. It is a very, very cool tool. So, what is it? Well, Verify app is basically a tool. Um, for doing remote, unsupervised usability testing, you can do it. For, you can use it. Do supervised as well. Can you? Yes. I suppose you could. Yeah. No reason why you couldn't. But it's kind. We of, have. Ah, have we? Right. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't personally. But no, then. I haven't personally. But I know that Headscape has used ah. Verify app, uh, basically sharing the screen with uh, yeah, somebody remotely. No reason why not. So essentially what Verify is, is you, you go along to verifyapp.com and it's a fast way of collecting and analysing kind of user feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you do is you can set up one of a number of different tests um, and uh, basically those tests go instantly online. Mm. Then you get a URL, you can invite people to go along, um, complete a test and it kind of collates all of the the information for you and, and bobs your uncle basically mm. as simple as that um the tests are really easy to create and really simple to to share and they've got eight different tests that they have they have a preference test basically you produce a two options of a screen um you show both the screenshots to the user and you let them pick very straightforward nothing very clever about that then there's um, a kind of yes-no test, 
um, uh, do and which is basically do users click where you need them to click. So you kind of define areas of your design where you want people, um, you know, where people you want people to click, mm-hmm. and then you ask them a question: Where would you click for to sign up or whatever? Um, then they uh, they can click anywhere they want on the screen. You'll be shown where they click, um, but also you'll be shown, you know, do they click on the right area or not? So a, a yes no basic answer. Now there's a broader click test. In the yes-no one, sorry, I got it slightly wrong on the yes-no one, um, it, you'll basically be told, yes, they've clicked where you wanted them to, or no, they haven't. There's a full click test where mm-hmm. it records where people click, you My know, favorite. all over the screen. Yeah, that's the one that we use the most, I would have thought. Um, so you can have a question like, um, you know, where where would you click to create a bit.ly link, for example? But what I've used on that one mm-hmm. is some of the, some, sometimes you think, oh, I can't, it doesn't do what I want it to do. So we've done things like, say, if you want to uh, ask people to de- describe what they're seeing or, or pick out of a, a bunch of words. Say, yeah. This, this design is sexy or, yeah. or conservative or whatever. You can basically create a, a screenshot that has the question on it and then people click on the word. Ah, yeah? that's nice. So you get like a big blob of them around the word you want them to. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, and it's a very quick way of um, that's doing a brilliant that. Because kind of that's I was about to say, I was going to complain once I'd, <clears> I'd gone through the list of tests. The one that I'd like to be able to do is they they've got this mood test, which is great. Does your screenshot? How does it make you feel? But it's a set of smiles, of, and stuff. you know, happy, frustrated, and angry. That's Useless. it. Never, never use that. So, yeah. No. So yeah. But if they had one where you could not say, just a pretty face, you're not. <laughs> no, you're, you're not even. Um, <laughs> not even a pretty. Uh, face. Not even a pretty face. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But if the, you know that one, they really ought to allow you to put in your own words on that. But yours is a good workaround. But you just basically put underneath the screenshot the list of words, and you can say, yeah, I like that idea. Exactly. There's also multi-click tests where the user clicks on a screenshot based on the instruction and you can link several screenshots together. Yep. So that's quite good. There's a memory test. This one we use quite a lot. Mm -hmm. So you show somebody a design um, for five um, seconds or whatever um, and they then have to recall what they've seen um, so you could get an idea of whether you're, um, you know, you've got the right kind of feel and, and the right kind of visual hierarchy. So that's a good one. There's um, an annotation test, which allows you, um, the user to basically create annotations on the screen and, and make comments on different elements. Mood one we've mentioned. And then final, finally, there's a label test. Um, concern, you know, if you're concerned about users understanding certain elements, um, uh, you can ask users to label elements you've selected um, uh, with, you know, with this test. Mm. So, so eight tests, basically, that you can do. Very easy to set up, very easy to then share. I mean, typically what we do is um, with the test is either, you know, if it's a kind of ad hoc test, um, I'll just send it out to my Twitter followers and we'll get a load of people um, doing it that way. If you want to be a bit more targeted, you just create a, you know, a little banner on your website that asks users to go and and complete the test if, if they're willing to do so. Very straightforward. It's great for... That kind of informal, quick, we're, you know, we're disagreeing over a particular approach kind of test, you know, where you say it should be green, I say it should be red, let's put it up online and let a load of users decide. So it's mm. great for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, we, I think it's even better than that. I kind of thought that it was a bit kind of secondary to one-to-one right. testing, and I'm not so sure now, because 
We've done, I've done it with two <coughs> clients recently and we've had, I think, you know, 300 uh, responses on the first one and 500 responses on the second one, which is obviously, uh, that's a con- uh, you know, considerably more input than five or six or seven yeah. interviews over a day. Because um, I do worry sometimes that, three of those might be useless. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think so, they're completely different things. Yeah, I don't think it's I, one's but, inferior or superior to the other. Well, yeah, but that's what, I guess what I'm trying to say is I think that the testing we've done recently is I think it's been better. It's been more useful, has yeah. it? Um, hey, yeah. Has it's it been, really been more useful in the sense of improving the design or has it been more useful in getting the client to agree to something? Yeah, I think more the latter. I think it's, yeah. it's proven we've got it right. Yeah. So I... If we hadn't, it might not have worked so well. I don't know. Um, because I, I personally, I find usability testing with a real user in the room good for actually helping my design thinking. Yeah. Um, and, you know, kind of forming my design. While things like Verify App, it's more about getting the client on board. It's making sure that all the stuff that you've dis- yeah, you, you're, you've agreed a load of stuff with the client. The design should be this, it should be that, and everyone's happy. But then some of the points might be, well, we're not sure about that. Yeah. Um, so we're checking that out with users. Uh, I think for that kind of thing, really it's well. better. Yeah. yeah, it is better because you're right. Checking with five or six users, it, 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 it could still become personal opinion. Exactly. But usability testing, I think, is, is superior for finding, well user flaws so yeah. usability flaws in the interface you know that because this can't you know you're not testing a full prototype here. i guess yeah that's that's the the other thing to say here all these two recent tests we've done have been design testing they've yes. been looking at look and feel yeah you know, the, exactly that's not, that's a different not thing can you do this yeah. task Absolutely. Which is a different thing. You know, I think if you're talking about testing a prototype, you're doing usability testing. If you're talking about testing a design, then something like Verify App is absolutely spot on um, and works really well. They've got a 30-day free trial, so you can try it out for yourself. It literally takes five minutes to do a test. um, Word of warning there. Yeah. It does take a small amount of time to do a test, but make sure you get one of your colleagues or friends to, to do the test before you make it public. Because you'll just make assumptions along the way. People will know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, that's um, very true. Uh, yes, I've uh, done tests that don't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> and you think, well, you're stupid. It's obvious. And then you think, ah, oh, maybe that's because I know X and Y and they don't. So, yeah, make sure someone you know I does the I had an example first. of that yesterday, right, where I got stuck on a CSS, um, a jQuery problem. Mm. And I posted to Stack Overflow what my problem is. Um, and then asked my Twitter followers whether they could help me with it. And I was so careful at trying to explain it clearly, but people didn't get it. Mm. It's really funny how you think you're being clear and you're really not. Exactly. Which is exactly why you need to... Th- that doesn't just apply to creating questions and stuff like that. It also applies to your actual design, which is why you need to test it. So exactly. there's this kind of, yeah. So they've got a 30-day free trial. Check that out. Um, there, there are three levels um, uh, uh, to this. There's the basic package for $19 per month. Unlimited tests. Um, you can see all your results. You can um, link tests together. You can do um, all kinds of things. Um, there's a $49 one per month, which has also got things like demographic reports. In other words, you can add, you can ask people about who they are. Yeah, the reporting on the free version is a bit rubbish. It is a bit basic. Um, that's, <laughs> I basically, with, with those like 400 responses, I could either have a PDF with all 400 responses separate. Yeah. Um, or all of them on one. Yeah. Which are kind of worked okay. Yeah. Um, but I guess, 
if you wanted something a little bit more the 49 uh, defined. the 49 also does um um lets you customize the logo and do a few other bits and pieces and then there's a 99 a month which has got multivariance testing i don't know what that's like i've never tried it me neither use something else yes i would have thought there were probably better tools mm. for that kind of thing yeah but yes absolutely check it out very very good highly recommend it great designer tool and as you say a great tool for website owners as well because it really is the kind of tool that can be used by anybody no technical skills required correct talking of technical skills let's talk about some developy stuff Okay, so we're going to talk about something called fitvids.js. But before we kind of get... <laughs> Stop it, Marcus. Giggling like a small child. It it's does embarrassing. sound a bit naughty. It does a little bit. But it's got... Uh, it was built by Chris Coyer. And he's... Uh, if you knew him, then it, it, it probably was meant to sound a little bit naughty, to be exactly. honest. Exactly. I've met Chris Coyer. He's, um, Have you met Chris Coyer? Chris is um, Media Temple. No, No, not that Chris. No, Chris Coyer is CSS Tricks Chris Coyer. By the way, if you've never checked out um, CSS Tricks, link in the show notes, do so. Flipping valuable resource for anybody. Um, Who am I thinking of? uh, You're thinking of um, second name I've forgotten. But yes. (laughs) Chris, isn't he? Yes, he is a Chris, but not the one you're thinking of. Right. So, yes, FitVid solves a problem um, to do with video. But let's kind of step back just a minute and kind of talk about responsive design. Responsive design is a tricky um, beast, okay? Because we're selling it, um, and by we I mean the web community is large, mm-hmm. um, as, a, as a kind of this fix-all tool for solving the mobile problem of how to make your content available on mobile devices that's exactly what it is Uh, i thought you'd probably say that um being the ignorant fool you are um but actually it's all a bit more complicated than that one of the one of the ways that we sell it is it's cheap and simple to do but it's not i was i've recently written about this in um on smashing magazine um uh, so check that out link in the show notes there and i kind of get into the whole issue of you know we're saying oh you know native native development is really expensive very complicated to do yeah it is you i was know. gonna say yeah i mean it's cheaper than possible other alternatives sometimes right. but not always it depends okay. on what you're trying to do it, it i mean with with responsive design on its surface to implement responsive design is very straightforward right but there are a lot of kind of hidden costs associated to it right um you know in reality things just get a bit more complicated we all claim that responsive design is the, sli- uh, the cheap solution but it does depend on how far you take it so at the most basic level yes responsive design just involves changing some css however in practice that's not always the case making an existing website a responsive can be time consuming for a start because you can't mess with the, the code particularly because you're dealing with legacy html but it's not just that there are also loads of elements that need special attention for example navigation is the obvious one that yep. you can't just scale it down but also there are things like maps videos slideshows graphics tables all need kind of special attention and the, the cost of faffing around with these things to get them working really becomes very time consuming just turn them off 
<laughs> oh, if only Jeremy Keith was here, what would he say? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that certainly is an option. Um, but it, often cases, it's not something you do. And it's interesting because this is something I've been struggling with. Believe it or not, I'm redesigning the Boag World site yet again at the moment. It's kind of my place where I play and try out new stuff. And and as part of that process, I'm, I'm coming up against loads of things that, that aren't straightforward to do. And one of those things is video. Yep. You know, and if you've got a blog post that says, hey, check out my talk at this conference, you can't just turn the video off. Otherwise, the whole blog post becomes pointless. So, no, that doesn't work. But there is this thing called FitVids um, JS that comes to the rescue here. Um, and essentially what it is, it's a jQuery plugin which makes your video fluid and allows it to scale with the browser. Now, this is essentially a jQuery plugin um, that applies a CSS technique. So you could do the whole thing without jQuery. You can just put it into your CSS file and um, uh, and do it that way, which is what I've done with Boag World. But it's also um, a, a very easy plugin to install. So all you do is you download it, you install it. It does everything else it, um, that you want it to um, and there you go. Your, your videos are suddenly fluid because, of course, most videos have got fixed widths associated with them. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, although not infallible. Um, it'll work with m- most iframe-based content, um, but, of course, it depends on what uh, the individual video supplier has done within the iframe. So, you know, it doesn't always work in all cases. Um, there's a PDF reader that I use on Baragold called Isu. Um, that uh, displays PDFs in a really attractive way. I call it issue. Is it issue? Well, I don't know. But anyway, Sounds link better. in the show notes, yeah. and then you can judge for yourself. Um, but it, it doesn't work with that very well, and there are some problems with it. But it's by far the best solution, really, for getting video to be uh, to be responsive. Um, he also provides some some other ones um, for making text more responsive and that kind of stuff. Also, on that that note, there is a great um, resource um, from Brad uh, Frost, uh, which has got loads of different um, responsive help for for things like images, video, text, all of that kind of stuff. If you want a definitive um, source of resources and advice um, relating to responsive design, then check out Brad Frost's um, responsive resources link in the show notes. So, yeah, really, I guess what I'm saying in all of this is responsive um, design is, is a lot harder than it looks, and you do need these kind of workarounds to deal with some of these m- more peculiar things. Like, what do you do with a table, you know, a table of data when it scales mm. down? That becomes a big problem. And that's not mentioning, like, third-party widgets that you have on your site that, that aren't designed to be responsive. Let it hang off the edge of the screen. Is that how you deal with it? Yeah, yeah. It's a good plan. Or just put overflow <laughs> hidden. Hide, hide it away. Yeah, I mean... I'm not being very helpful, am I? You're not being very helpful, but that's not your job. That's not why you're on the show. If it were you on the show to be helpful, you would have been fired by now, let's face it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so that is my development tool for the day. Not really a lot else to say about that. Responsive design is harder than it looks. Um, you need to worry about these complicated things. Hard luck. But Brad provides some help, and so does Chris Coyer. 
Right, so our website owner's tool of the day. Um, although oh, they, yeah, what was this? This was privacy <laughs> policy time. It, it's really interesting, actually. It, it's it's kind really of, interesting. No, no, that's a huge <laughs> exaggeration. It's not really interesting at all. It's... It's a boring subject, but but it's something that we do all need to have a privacy policy on our websites, um, especially when you kind of, um, you know, you're, you're a proper organization rather than me, if mm. that makes sense. It's a personal website. Um, and, and yes, you could just copy and paste your privacy policy off somebody else's site, but it's not very good because... Um, it, it depends on how you, what you're doing on your site should influence your privacy policy. So, for example, if you've got e-commerce on your site, your privacy policy is going to be different to if you don't. Mm. Or if you have a um, sign-up process um, on your website, that's going to affect your privacy policy. So you need something a bit more tailored. So there is this great tool out there, which is a privacy policy generator. Um, and essentially what it, it does is you kind of, <laughs> you go in to it, you enter your URL. Let's actually give this a go. I'm going to I'm do doing this it as well. live. It's very exciting. <laughs> now, I can't spell generator. Generator. Have you not got the tab open already with it in? No. You don't uh, send me anything. I did. I sent it to you in email. No, you didn't. I did. It wasn't there. It, uh, you sent it to someone else. You liar. <laughs> you liar, liar. Not, 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 not. So it allows you to register or, or log and, in. And anyway, Paul, different machine. Ah, well, that's your fault. I suppose I could log into Google. Um, so got have you got it? Yeah. You sure you got the same one? Generateprivacypolicy.com. No. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> Generate privacy policy dot com. That might be a different one to the one I've got. This is very exciting. Is. We might have found two of of what is possibly the most exciting application ever. Can you tell it to do it in pirate talk? As that's well? no, that's a different one. That's not the one I've got. What's the one you got? Give me the URL. I, I swear this URL is um, IU Bender. <laughs> Right, I U B E N D A O A dot com. And I wonder whether so you can get it. So exciting for everyone listening. Yeah, and then that goes to the privacy policy generator. I U Bender. <laughs> right. I've <laughs> got the curve of the earth. Yeah, it's lovely. Everything. So what you do is you enter your URL. So boagworld dot com. Nothing yeah, like there. in the in the big box that says enter your. Now it allows you to log in um, uh-huh. to Facebook, and that's really just to, in order to get a load of pre-fill the data for you. You can click cancel to that and carry on if you want to. And then basically, you add each of the services that you have on your website. So if you click add a service, um, you've got things like advertising analytics, all the different kinds of things that you're doing on your website. So for example, let's say I've got analytics on my website. Um, and I use um, Google AdSense. Um, I can go in and add that, although as it happens, you can't add that because that's part of the pro account and I don't have the pro account at the moment. <laughs> I use Campaign Monitor. There we go, because I can add that. I can't bother to do this. I'm so, bored of this already. So you go through and add all of the different services that you're using and you hit save and close um, and then it's kind of 
putting all of that information in, you follow, basically go through um, step by step through the process and eventually you end up with a lovely privacy policy at the end of it, which is a great way of kind of creating a custom privacy policy for your organization. Um, the simple to read, it uses plain text. It's not loads of legalese. It, um, they offer it in multiple languages, which is great. Um, and it's custom built around what you do on your website. Um, and it, it takes only a few minutes to set up and get it running. Are they not complete gibberish? What do you mean gibberish? I don't know. Um, everyone like goes, and there's your privacy policy, and everyone goes, oh, great, and doesn't read it. Is it yeah, rubbish? Nobody, nobody <laughs> ever read. Oh, I see. <laughs> they could just put anything yeah. in. And apparently not. <laughs> Um, so there's there's a free version and there's a pro version. The free version, the free version's a bit rubbish. <laughs> well, no, the, the free version only allows you to talk about four of the services you offer. Okay. So, um, which obviously limits it. There is, um, you know, no custom additions. You can add your own extra stuff to that, um, and they will show their logo on it. Um, but then the the other version is pretty good too. It's twenty seven dollars a year, which isn't a lot of money, is it? Really, for for an organisation to generate a privacy policy that they can use, and it, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than going to a lawyer and getting somebody to write it up. They show their logo on what? On the privacy policy. Can you not just copy the words onto your site? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't used this. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me questions. I've got the answer to. You know, that, surely that's the easy way to get around the not showing the logo bit. Yes, but I mean, you still, to be honest, that's not the real killer. The real killer is, as you, as you saw, I tried to add Google Analytics, yeah, but you yeah, needed a pro yeah. account. So it's the services limitations and the services. Um, I think the idea is that you limit uh, that you link to to their site with the privacy policy because then they automatically update it every time one of those services change. Oh, I see. Right. So you know, it kind of means that you don't you're not having to constantly recreate it. So, yes, that is Privacy Policy Generator. I can't think of anything more interesting to say about it. I really am at an end with that one. Right, so we come finally to our random mobile um, application. Mm-hmm. What's this one, Paul? This one is called Pocket, which we mentioned in last week's show. Yes. I'm sure you remember. I do remember you mentioning Pocket. Right. It. Well, essentially, we were talking, if you remember, we were talking about um, SoundGecko, that, that program that um, allows you to listen to articles. Yeah. And I mentioned that um, I used a program called Pocket to... Um, uh, uh, the RS feed, uh, RSS feed out of that I had coming into SoundGecko. So essentially, Pocket is a bit similar to Instagram. No, not Instagram, Instapaper. Right. Right? So it's a place where you can collect articles. So you can have a bookmarklet um, where um, in your uh, browser or a browser extension where if you go to a website, you go, oh, I like the look at that article. I'm going to add it to Pocket. And off it goes and it's added to Pocket. Um, uh, equally, you can email stuff to Pocket. They've got an iPhone app and an iPad app, etc. But also, sorry, are you going to say it? I was just thinking I should do something. You like this. really should. This is perfect—a perfect app for you. Because mm. the great thing about these kinds of apps is you can see an article. You could go. I really ought to read that. You can add it to Pocket. Feel like you've done something, <laughs> and then never look at it again. So perfect for me. Yes. Yeah. So it's a great procrastination <laughs> tool. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I got like so it's six, grows into this massive yeah, thing. I've got sixty-five unread um, articles at the moment, and and that's me doing well. 
right? Yeah. So, uh, but it, it is a useful People thing. write articles that are just too long, in they my do. view. They do. It's kind of like, I can like do this five, podcast. five or six. <laughs> yeah, but there's no, this you can just turn off if you <laughs> Um but, you know, if you start write, reading an article, this is really good. It's really, oh, yeah, I'm interested in this. And seven paragraphs later, I'm thinking, wrap it up. Wrap yeah. It up. And then you look down the page and there's another 25 I, paragraphs I to go. And it's like, oh. Yeah, it puts me off. More increasingly, the stuff that I'm writing for my own site is getting shorter and shorter. Mm. Um, and that's part of the reason why is because I just don't read long form stuff. Get to the point, get it done. Um, but you know, so anyway, pocket yeah. is, is really good. It's obviously, um, uh, it, it's integrated also into a huge range of applications. If you go to get pocket.com forward slash apps, um, you can see all of the very many apps that they have. I think there's something like 292 applications across a huge number of, po- um, uh, platforms that allows you to send stuff to pocket. Mm. So if you're using Flipboard or Zite or Twitter, even, you know, it's built in that you can send it, send it to pocket, which is absolutely wonderful um, and great. The, one of the things that so so why do I use pocket over, you know, Instapaper? Um, well, uh, there's another one called readability. It, I prefer it to Instapaper because um, it's a visually nicer reading experience to, vis- um, to Instapaper. So, of course, another thing about these, just if in case you haven't come across this kind of um, application before, um, it, it strips out all, it strips all out all the article, uh, sorry, all the advertising, all the other stuff, and just gives you the article in a nicely formatted way. Mm. Um, I think it's visually more pleasant to read than instapaper not as nice as readability i really like readability's visual interface it's very heavily integrated with a huge number of apps much more so than readability um and and the killer feature for me with pocket is it also supports video so if you see a video you like you can add it to pocket and that is very interesting. So I've, you know, there's loads of talks from various conferences and stuff mm. that, that I want to watch. And you can add those as well. I'd love it if you could add audio, um, audio content as well, but mm. it doesn't support that, which is really weird. You think it'd be harder to integrate video than audio. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't at the moment. Um, hopefully one day we'll fix it. In the meantime, if you are a big audio listener and you want to, um, a bookmark stuff in a kind of Insta paper pocket manner, then check out huffduffer.com, link in the show notes. So that's Jeremy Keith's app um, that does that really, really well. Um, but it would be great to have it all in one application. But, um, yes, it's really good application. Use it all the time. It's got iPhone app, an iPad app, an Android app, a Windows mobile, um, a Windows phone app. It, you know, it, it's, it's everywhere you could possibly want it to be. The only thing that it doesn't have, which Instapaper has that I, I miss, is Instapaper um, provides the ability to add it directly to the Kindle, which it doesn't offer. Um, uh, so that's to um, say that's probably the most useful thing you could possibly have. Yeah, well, it depends on whether you're a big ebook reader or not. Um, I don't tend to read articles on a on on my kindle but, but that's just me but it would be good if you could. oh absolutely yes it's it's a missing service now there might be third-party applications that can do that um i've just come across looking through their their list of apps something called croffler 
See, these, yeah, these, these names are getting more and more ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. C-R-O-F-F-L-R, link in the show notes, that is called a Kindle delivery service. But when I clicked on it to go through to the site, it didn't work. So well, that could be just a rubbish internet in the barn. Getpocket.com. Oh, no, uh, so anyway, the, the, that that might do it, but I don't know. Coffler charges a one-time sign-up fee of five dollars for new members. Well, I don't have an yeah. iPad, see. Ah, but you have an iPhone. Yeah, but it would be if you did actually. If I ever did actually save all this stuff and go back and read it, I wouldn't want to do that on my iPhone. Probably not. But on the Kindle, yeah. Well, you need to get an iPad Mini that's coming out soon. In fact, by the time the sh- no, it won't be out by the time the show goes out. But that, that, that's the answer. You have to buy more technology. Always, uh, the a- that's the answer to everything in my life. If it, if I've got a problem, buy more technology. I'm not sure. You've got an iPhone five, haven't you? I have an iPhone five. Is it better than the four S? Yes, it's a nicer reading experience. A bit bigger, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I can see about it that's any... I, I'm at, but I was happy reading on the iPhone 4S. Because yeah. the other thing with Pocket, you see, is you, you, can, you can adjust not only the brightness, but the typography. You can also make it go white text on a black background or CPS. So you can change the reading experience so it's not quite so straining on the eye. Cool. But if, if Kindle is a big thing for you, then, then get Instapaper. Instapaper's a great app as well. Yeah. I'm not knocking Instapaper in any I way. Think, I, I, I think the Kindle is, is I a, should ma- put a, is link a magical in the show thing. to Instapaper, shouldn't I? Mm. So Kindle isn't magic. No, it's called technology. It feels like magic. That's what Arthur C. <laughs> Clarke said. <wasn't> it? <laughs> yeah. Any, any, yeah, any um, sufficiently advanced piece of technology feels like magic exactly so there you go that that is our four apps for the week i think that about covers everything have we got yes of course we've got a joke because marcus is still recycling jokes i've got endless the, jokes but I, i'm reading the them and i can't remember any of them and i actually said these jokes so it's worth it's a i don't know i'm trying to make excuses <sighs> if you want to send me jokes. new jokes marcus at biogworld.com talking of that well, we're asking users to do stuff or listeners to do stuff. Two <clears> other <throat> things. Really, really would appreciate if you write um, a nice review about us on iTunes. Or a really rude one. No. <laughs> no. I, if, if you hate the show, lie. Right? I don't want, I, I'm not into honesty. Um, so, so that's one thing. And the other, the other <coughs> thing I want to ask people to do is go to biagworld.com forward slash apps. And please, please suggest some new apps. Yeah, because um, we don't want to get to the stage where we're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel or perish the thought. I have to do some research for the show and some work. Yeah, you want everyone else to do that. for I you. want people to do that for. Fair me. enough, really. Absolutely. Go on and tell this terrible joke and let's get the show. This was one from Ian Lesky years and years ago. Oh, good old Ian. I wonder if Ian still listens. Ian, if you're still listening, send us an email. Yes, do. One Preferably night. with some jokes. Yes, yes, more jokes, <laughs> please, please. One night at the dinner table, my wife commented, a bit of a sexist joke, this one. But, oh, good. Um, we like know. a bit of sexism. Um, so it could be, I could swish this round. I turn it round. I do as much. Turn it, turn it round, because then everybody will know that really... My husband commented me saying it would be a bit weird. I don't know, you might be gay. <laughs> I'm not, though. I've been no, married for... Twenty-three years. Wow, yeah. long, long time. Near, yeah, again. It's nearly my silver wedding. How old? Oh, that? that's really funny. <laughs> like silver wedding anniversary. That's for like that, proper old. That people. happens to old people. It does. We well, yeah. are getting to be old. I know. I'm not as old as Chris downstairs. 
I know. He's about to turn 50. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> Happy birthday. To you. We Stop should bring singing. him on the show. He'd love nothing more than for his 50th birthday <laughs> to come on the podcast. Of course he would. <laughs> Go on. Well, I'm going to read this joke now. So um, this is the sexist version, but it could be the other way around. Um, one night at the dinner table, my wife commented, when we were first married, you took the small piece of steak and gave me the larger. Now you take the large one and leave me the smaller. You don't love me anymore. Nonsense, darling, replied the husband. You just cook better now. <laughs> yeah, that's sexist. <laughs> Definitely sexist. Yeah, so there we go. That that wraps up the show. I think we're done for the week, and mm-hmm. we shall be back again next week with new and exciting apps. The reason I'm no more specific than that is because I don't know don't what they are. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so prepared. <laughs> All right, then. Speak to you again next week, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. The podcast for those involved in designing, developing, and running websites on a daily basis. Oh, my God.